Welcome to the ECG podcast, a show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, and today I'm joined by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, what's good? Got Georgia Ravelo from Miami, Florida. What up, what up? Got Zach Cassell from Boston, Massachusetts. Yo, oh my God. We're less than a month away from, from football starting, guys. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? I can't believe it. And uh, not last but not least, we got Robbie Bobby Miller actually on time for the podcast, showing up at the start. What is up, Bobby? OG down. <laughs> All I'll provide, we'll provide context to that later. We're recording a little bit later this week uh, due to some, some scheduling uh, issues, so we apologize for for the little bit of a later drop, but we'll be talking uh, Marvel, Black Widow, and our thoughts on Loki. We will also be discussing uh, two new handheld announcements that we got last week, uh, one from Nintendo, one from Valve. And then we're going to wrap up with a probably a, what I would call an extended what we've been playing. We're going to give some uh, some impressions and thoughts on games, including Rogue Company, Disco Elysium here behind me, uh, as well as Scarlet Nexus. And there's one more. George, help me out. What was the Rogue other Company? Thing? Yeah, I said that. Oh, Fall Guys. Fall the, guys. the new season, season of Fall Guys, oh. of course. You know we love Fall Guys on this show. Uh, so how's everyone doing on this fine uh, Sunday? It's when we're recording this on this fine Sunday. Good. I'm glad to be back in uh, a full full roster here of of uh, of our podcast guys. So it's good to see all of you guys. It's been a while since we had five five video feeds. Yeah, I know, man. Um, it is nice to have a, a full crew. Uh, I have had a very expensive week. Um, I repaired my Xbox, which uh, we're not going to talk about how it's sustained damage, but it's sustained damage. Uh, I bought a Titan Evo uh, 2022 Batman chair, which I'm currently sitting in. Kind of hard to see. I don't know. I'll have to turn off my virtual background eventually here. Uh, and uh, last but not least, I secured a 3070 Ti graphics card. And of course, uh, because online retailers are scumbags, I had to buy it in a bundle with a uh, power supply unit that I did need. So that was fine. But a CPU and uh, keyboard that I did not need. So hopefully I can recoup some of that cost, post some stuff on the Internet. Also had my first concert uh, post COVID last night, which was awesome. Got to see the legendary King Crimson. Uh, late 60s, early 70s progressive rock band. They were fucking awesome. Like they, you know, for being some dudes that are up there, uh, sounded great. The singers uh, sounded great. Um, they were like a seven-piece band. They had three drum kits in the front. It was it was so good, man. Had a, had a great time. Sounds like Slipknot. Slipknot, yeah. <laughs> Decidedly a little like uh, quieter, you know, than <laughs> Slipknot. Although they are or slip, slip, oh Jesus, Slipknot. Um, although they, you know, they had some uh, some pretty heavy stuff for like you know the time period that they were releasing music. Uh, huge influence on Tool. If we got any Tool fans out there, man, I got to go to a concert, man. I, I was supposed to go see Slipknot, as a matter of fact, and I was like two or three rows from the front, and then they just—that's when they can't started canceling everything. Yeah, it felt it good, like, man. Oh. It really did feel good to be back in a crowd, you know, um, to to get some live. I really like live music. Some some people don't, and that's okay, but uh, it, I live for it. So. Um, yeah, it made me very excited for the rest of the shows that I have um, for, you know, the remainder of the year. Anybody else do anything what fun this week? Got? Who else you got coming up? 
Well, um, I will be seeing um, Modest Mouse in August. And then the thing I'm looking forward to most is uh, Welcome to Rockville, um, which is in November, which is a kind of a hard rock, heavy metal uh, festival. That's four days. Uh, headliners include Nine Inch Nails, uh, Metallica for two nights, Rob Zombie, Disturbed, Offspring, uh, Mudvayne, Leonard Skinner, Cypress Hill, Deftones. Uh, it's just a, it's a really good lineup. Um, I wish they'd kind of condense that into three days of versus four, but otherwise I can't complain. I've seen, I've seen a lot of those bands, man, but I I have yet to see Metallica and my second time. I want to, I want to see them so bad. Um, They're, they're great. You know, um, they, I think a couple tours ago, I'd heard that they were starting to slow down a little bit, but they were pushing themselves like they were in their twenties still. And they're obviously not, they've been building in breaks like i don't think they do more than two shows in a row like you know two days in a row and then they usually take uh four days off during the week like so they'll do like two shows have a break do a show and then like take off the rest of the week which is hey you know good for them anybody else do anything fun this weekend not particularly no okay just figured i'd check check in with you guys i've been busy selling these bad boys i know man i've seen your hustle on uh on ebay how's that working out for you so far the virtual background is messed up i'm selling all these rookie cards man i have made uh five hundred dollars in a week selling uh football cards so it's not too bad yeah that's amazing i'm i mean i don't want to assume but i imagine that's probably at the very least recouped your cost of like what you've bought or come close to it sure yeah (laughs) yeah no it's it basically i basically broke even at this point now i'm just Everything else will be uh, gravy. Hell yeah, dude. That's great. Fantastic. Well, let's get into... Uh, we'll start off with... Uh, I'm going to call it Audible. Let's let's do the, the handhelds first. So Nintendo and, and uh, Valve each announced uh, handhelds. Uh, the Nintendo one was kind of long expected. The Valve one was long rumored. Um, just general impressions. So we have the Nintendo Switch OLED edition, which for all intents and purposes has a you know bigger, better screen with no other additional features. And then I'm we have you, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we're all the same, but we'll we'll get there in a second for sure. Uh and then we have the Valve Steam Deck, which essentially is a portable PC um for for gaming, um, with three separate price points. Um the top two have a NVME um you know hard drive for faster load and install times uh the base model has an attractive price point um so whoever wants to start kind of give me your impressions um on uh both of these devices very different devices right like kind of going for i mean the steam deck is obviously going for power and like zero compromises um with maybe a little you know a little bit more of a uh, price tag if you go for the you know the, the higher uh two models switch oled just seems to kind of want to do can't even really call it a mid-gen refresh just like another skew depending on like you know if you're somebody who wants like a a bigger screen or whatever so thoughts i think this is a it's it is obviously like some apples to oranges comparisons right they have two distinctly different target audiences and you know they've even come out and said so but still the timing is still kind of peculiar right like of it you know kind of coming out for me, like, let me ask you guys. I don't, I, I don't think Adam has has one, but who here owns a Switch? I do. Bobby okay. does. Who Zach here, does like, really wanted to upgrade that Switch? To like, I mean, when you say upgrade, you mean like actual? Yeah, like, I like wanted a na- like, yeah, yeah, I wanted a better, more powerful yes. Switch oh, Pro. Hell. We all wanted. How many of us are gonna get the new Switch? 
That's exactly. Uh, well, I mean, Bo- Bobby, Bobby buys everything. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby buys <laughs> everything, and he's not going to play. So, I mean, that's that. That's all you need to know. Like, there was a like a large, you know, uh, user base, client base, whatever you want to call it, that really desperately wanted a more powerful switch, and was re- like, "Here, take my money. I want a new switch. I will buy it. I want a better switch." And this is what you give us. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not entirely, it's disappointing, though, not entirely shocking, because, I mean, they've done that several times with their 17 different Nintendo DS models that they had, right? So it's not, uh, it's it's kind of in line with what they've done in the past. It's just like, I think we got our hopes up with what all the other companies have done, right? All of them with the new gen consoles, they've upgraded all the rumors too. the rumors too, right? Like not just new gen consoles, but also the pro versions of their consoles, right? The The One X the ps4 pro and now you've got the the brand new gen consoles you know and to not have something that can at least have some sort of visual upgrade performance upgrade is uh is pretty it's pretty disappointing um so i guess starting with the nintendo first i'm super disappointed will not be getting it um I saw GameStop's deal was like 150 bucks to upgrade to a new one after they like come out you can't pre-order it that way which isn't terrible. Um, hundred bucks, maybe I would have done it, but still really disappointed. Like the stuff that it's coming out with, the, the new things are useless to most of us. I don't know what the numbers are on how many people play it handheld versus docked, but like who the hell wants, like wanted better audio. Like if you wanted better audio, you're going to use headphones. Like, and if like, no, I don't know. I think it's pretty obnoxious to be playing that like on speaker, you know, like in public in front of people, you know, like you're probably using a headset. The, the, the the whatever the land port like dude i mean it's just it's that so lame have been there to begin with yeah it's it's stuff that should have been there to begin with uh come on like a, a better um a better stand you know like i don't know about you guys but i never use that freaking kickstand i would use something else instead right so i guess that's good but you know i i think that it's, it's only 350 right so it's 50 bucks above the original switch price which i guess is okay um but for me, massive, massive disappointment um, and not at all what I was expecting whatsoever. Do you think this will become the new like main switch? Like, do you think that you have to like that means the switch now? will have a price increase, though, you know, like for the not, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would call it the the base model because the switch light is a, is a light model, right? So the that means yeah. the base model is getting a price increase uh what four years into its its life like that seems i think so i mean i think so because like i don't know like if you're a new so if i was buying a switch for the first time i'd get that one right like why would you why would you get unless they're going to drop the price of this switch right the switch light is what 200 bucks i think so let me let me double check they'd have to drop this to 250 in my opinion, for that to make any kind of sense. Because like, why would you, if you're going to spend 300 bucks for a Nintendo Switch, may as well spend 50 bucks more to get this one. Like yeah. why, you know, I feel yeah, like it's the- 200 bucks. I, I imagine like they could drop everything kind of, well, they could drop it- the the uh, the base Switch 50 bucks, the Switch Lite 50 bucks or... They, the- yeah, they, they'd almost have to, right? Because then it then if you drop the, the, the base switch to 250, then why would you get a switch light? Well, for 50 bucks more, you get one that has so much more, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, capacity. So it's a really curious, I mean, it's going to sell out. Obviously, it probably already did. Um, you know, people are going to pick it up like crazy, like like always. 
you know, it's just it's just not what I wanted. And I don't think it's what most of us want. Like if you had a switch already, I feel like this is pretty disappointing. Yeah. As an existing user, that's the biggest thing. It's it's the yeah. most disappointing to people like us who already own it. It's it's definitely super attractive if you're a, a new switch owner, for sure. Like, the you know, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it kind of sucks. And and then I heard that they they came out and said, you know, that's it. There's no more. We don't have any any other Plans. skew of the switch on the other on the horizons. So like that's even more disappointing. What is what do you like? Here's the thing though. Like, yeah, if you're if you don't already own a switch, I could see why it's more appealing. But is it any more appealing than the regular than the switch was? Does it make it make you want to buy a switch any more than you already did before? Like, I know this past year was hard to get your hands on one, but I feel like this isn't. I don't know. They didn't add any features to it that are like, oh, now now's the time to get a switch. Like, you know, you're. I don't know. Yeah. This, I, oh, yeah. I don't. So, again, it wasn't what people were expecting. And I'm, I've been doing some research, and other people have, where Nintendo seems to do a new console iteration every two years. So, two years, you could get the Pro that everyone was expecting, which would make sense. I don't have a problem with an OLED. It is nicer. But if they had made it the base model at 300 and dropped the other ones, it have been fine. Nintendo doesn't drop console prices. So this one being 350 they know they can sell for 350 People are going to buy it. And the base switch is going to say 300 and the light is going to say 200 because they don't change their prices on stuff. If they had put that at 300 and dropped the other ones, I don't think people would be as so upset as they were. But, I mean, it is what it, this is their plan. They're going to have three models until they decide to stop producing one at some point and... It is perplexing because if you're not going to upgrade the hardware, right? Like if it's not, if it doesn't have better performance, in other words, uh, like presumably making another SKU means that there's like some kind of untapped market that you're going for if you're not going to get rid of the SKU. So what is that untapped market? Like that's the question I have. It's like, what are they seeing here that I don't, is it just to have something more expensive on the shelf that they know people will buy? Is that it? Is it just for for money? Like not, not to mention that 64 gigs of the internal uh, uh, hard drive space, like that's insane. Like damn phones come out with a lot more than that standard these days, which is insane. You know, but whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to the uh, the Steam Deck because that is um, also at sixty four gigs for the base model um, for for three ninety nine with expandable storage. You know, there's that caveat, um, and the same for the Switch. You know, micro SD cards aren't very much. Like I I, I bought one for my Switch pretty immediately. Like because I'm, I'm a digital guy for the most part. It's true. Um, so I, I think I know the answer to this question. Adam, does this make you want to suddenly go out and buy a Switch again? No, again, no. I have no. I didn't have an interest in Switch anyways. Um, but I mean, you, have, again, you owned I, one for a bit, right? I did own one for a little bit, yeah, and I yeah. enjoyed it uh, for the games I had, and then I was done with it. Again, if they had made this the base model at 300, that would be more interesting to me if I, there was ever enough stuff that I cared about. But at 350, I'll just go buy a base Switch again at, for the price. Because again, it's nicer, but I didn't use it handheld enough to, for that to matter to me. I'm very curious as to like the amount of pre-orders. Are these people who are getting a Switch for the first time or are these people who already own Switches? You know, like it's just, I don't know. It's very curious to me why somebody who already has one, I don't know, I guess if you have the money, to, I mean, I you know, it's not a money issue. I guarantee too, it's people it's with just, day one Switches who just are like, it's time to upgrade, so I'm going to upgrade. Or just any, it doesn't matter, they'll sell out. People who either couldn't get yeah. a switch last year or people who have super old switchers are like, well, it's a new one. Yeah. And this, this goes back to the, the classic thing, right? Like if we if we all buy run out and buy this stuff, they're going to keep thinking that's cool. You know, that's OK. And I'm again, I'm not upset at it. I'm just 
just disappointed. It isn't, it isn't good enough for me to come out and want to get it, you know? Um, and I was really hoping, like, I, I would have been so down for 4K or 1440 at 60 frames, you know? You know, like, at least at least 60 frames. Like, damn, this thing, this damn thing still runs at 30, you know? So, at least, like, I don't know. I feel like there's some pretty minor stuff that they could have upgraded to it that could have gone a long way that I don't know why, um, you know, that I feel like is, is, is super doable, you know, but um, we'll see. Oops. I hope something else does come out, but who knows? So transitioning. Uh, Steam Deck. Yeah. It's the Steam Deck. Uh, also, also, Bobby, I think, I think Bobby's on mute. Yeah, I was muted. Moving. My bad. Yeah. I just, oh. I just noticed that my bad. Yeah, I just wanted to say for the Switch, uh, my thing is uh, I really didn't want to get the OLED. I honestly feel like they they did it backwards. I think it should have been the regular Switch and then the OLED and then the Switch uh, Lite. I think that would have been a better order. They would have probably got more money that way uh, as opposed to it seems like we skipped one to get where we are now. It's really not worth it. But uh, a few months ago, a buddy of mine, the Nintendo guru, passed away from covid uh, Feels like almost three months now. Uh, and he bought every Switch that ever came out. Like he, Nintendo through and through. And I love that guy. He's the reason I even tried to try to do anything. Uh, and I'm going to buy this one for as a memento to him. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any use for an upgraded Switch. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't think that they did it right. I think it should have waited. Uh, did the light last? But that's my opinion. Yeah, so it sounds like we're we're pretty much all on the the same page as far as appeal, anyway, for us, you know. And hey, if if, if this is your bag, go for it, listener. Um, just uh, it's not for us. Now I will say, I do like the screen. OLED is great screens. Oh, it's beautiful. Less bezel. I think it looks great. I don't want to hate on it, but it's just not for me. I mean, the first one wasn't for me. So well, the, the first Switch OLED was the PS Vita. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. Head of its time, I suppose. Steam Deck time. Yep. So uh, launching for the base model of 399 with 64 gigabytes of storage uh, is the Steam Deck. We have two other SKUs at 529 and 649 a piece. The primary difference being uh, 256 gigabytes for the the mid tier model, and then the top tier is 649. Uh, sorry, 649 dollar is 512 uh, gigabytes, and of course that's with an NVMe SSD, which means faster load times and uh, install. Like I would I would assume, like if you're installing uh, games onto it. Um, now this sucker has appealed to me. I have pre-ordered it. It's not due to come out for me until quarter two of 2022, even though it's launching a holiday of this year. Um, I know off mic, uh, George and I had talked about, um, how that's actually rather attractive for both of us, because if this thing comes out and doesn't perform as advertised, which I have less of a worry about, or maybe doesn't have the game availability, or if there's some kind of hardware, uh what's the word i'm looking for like recall type situation you know red ring situation hopefully it'll we'll know about it by the time ours is about to ship and we could you know potentially delay purchasing it um but this on paper is very appealing to me i love that i can like install games from my pc and take them on uh the road it sounds very very powerful um and uh i think gabe newell went uh as far as saying that they are taking a huge bath on each one of these right now it's a painful price point is what he said what are your thoughts on this? Let someone else go first here. I'm getting the mid-tier. Uh, I remember a long time ago they came out with 
actually, I think it was NVIDIA's Shield Portable, the one where you could stream your uh, Steam to the controller, had a screen built in. That thing was fantastic. Uh, I, I'm excited for it because I my daughter took my laptop for school, uh, virtual learning, so I don't have a gaming laptop anymore. Uh, so I would like something different, but that's just me. But uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it's time. It kind of feels like, uh, Sony or Microsoft should be coming out with something at this point, but they're they're both doing strong in their own ways. But uh, I, I like this as a, a different option. It, it, I'm sure Rogue Company will be on there, so I like that too. But yeah, I'm definitely buying a mid tier one. Same mid tier is what I ultimately went with. It seemed like a comfortable price point of like for me. It's like I have enough onboard storage with the NVMe where I can keep the games that I'm actively playing on there, you know, on that NVMe drive and then have the, you know, SD card, micro SD for like backup kind of stuff, like stuff maybe that I want installed to the device, but don't care, you know, about load times or whatever. Maybe kind of those lower benchmark, like indie games and shit like that. Um, Cool. Uh, Zach, Adam, are either one of you guys interested in this? Zach, you want to go or I can go? Uh, I mean, I'll I'll go real quick. I'm I'm definitely interested in it just just because I I don't I don't play games on PC, uh, so to be able to have this to be able to play those those kinds of games is is pretty cool. Um, it's I, I don't think it's something where I think I would you know try any really multiplayer games or anything like that. I think I'd I'd keep it more uh, single player narrative focused kind of games. Um, but there's just so many things on PC that I know I've missed. And you know this this gives me that option. Um, I, I I won't get it right away, uh, but I mean it's definitely something that piques my interest infinitely more than that new Switch model. So that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of times you see you know not just AAA games that are ex- exclusive to PC sometimes when they launch, but like lots of indie stuff, man, like comes out on PC in early access or you know for even like you know for the full release and. But, you know, you have to wait a year or more since I like look at Hades. Like that wasn't necessarily a bad thing because they improved it, um, you know, over time. But like, you know, it's cool to have the option, I think. And portability, especially. Um, I love that they have like the mouse track pads. And then on the back, you've got those, you know, R1, R2. But there's also uh, R3, R4, L3, L4. So they have like the paddles on the back. So um, I'm excited to finally feel what it feels like to be able to jump and stuff in games without having to take your your thumb off. Oh yes, the elite controller. Yes, I'm super. I'm excited about this. I think it looks. Um, <laughs> I think. I think it's awesome. Um, my only concern with it is that I'm spreading myself too thin. That's my only hesitation to it. It's like I'm trying to think of where I would fit using this in in my day to day. I think that if you are a someone who is a main PC user, it's a fucking no brainer. And if you don't have a PC, it's a no brainer. Which is um. A, a huge amount of the population of gamers these days um for 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 me i mean i put the pre-order in same thing for the second level one i think it's mid-tier um because it was like it's 100 bucks more it's a little bit more convenient i'll roll with it NVMe is quite nice um but you know now i've got man i can play my xbox and playstation portably i've got my switch um you know i, I already have a really good pc so it's like this would be a very, very expensive luxury that I know won't get used too often, but it's amazing. Uh, if this thing delivers like it says it will, um, it looks it looks awesome. Um, and, and it's an incredible price point. I mean, 
you know, you're talking about entry. The entry one is 400 bucks for something that is essentially going to be a pretty powerful PC handheld. And then you can buy the, you know, it doesn't come. I don't think it comes with the dock. You have those are accessories and stuff that you got to pay for. But it sounds reasonable giving how much power this thing is 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 packing. So, you know, you can dock this and still play it on a TV or a monitor and anything and sort. So it's a it's a really nice way to get yourself into like high end PC gaming without having to you know spend thousands of dollars on a rig. You know, and also if you don't want to go through the trouble. So I feel like it's a it's a there's a there's a huge market for this. I think the $5 um, reserve thing is awesome for me. I don't think it's so awesome for them. I think that's crazy. Um, but uh, I suppose they, you know, they might, there's going to be, they, they have it tiered, right? So like if, uh, if for some reason people bail on it, you know, the people in the next quarter or the next, you know, set of, you know, they'll be moved up and stuff like that. So um, I personally don't mind receiving it a little bit later get to see how everything, you know, fans out. I am a little bit skeptical about how powerful this thing can, like whether how, how this thing is going to perform right because it's it's going to be taxing on this on this thing but as chris mentioned i'm also really excited about the control right because i think i think it's time that most consoles and gaming in general move to that type of controller because after spending some time with the elite controller i can't imagine going back and even going and playing on the playstation controller it feels like i'm limiting myself um that i wouldn't play anything you know competitive on there um, it's, it's, a an elite controller like that with the paddles and all that stuff is the, I think is the best way that you can compete with, you know, mouse and keyboards and stuff like that. As we're moving to a cross, cross gen, cross platform, um, you know, day in gaming, I think that, that's a, that's a nice step forward that they're, that they're giving you. So uh, I'm excited about it. I had no idea this thing was coming out until, you know, you, you heard the IGN stuff and all that in the past couple of weeks. So Hey, but five five bucks is all it costs me right now to to lock that in, and I'll, I'll make that decision later. But I don't see why I wouldn't pick something like this up, man. I'm pretty excited for it. Is that, have we hit everybody? Uh, Adam, Bobby, do you guys have any additional thoughts? Oh, um, you know, I didn't talk yet. I think that it's really cool. This is the handheld I think is the most interesting. Just the fact that it's a handheld that can run real games. Uh, well, <laughs> I think is a, is a really cool thing. Uh, not for me because I don't handheld game enough but i think it'll be awesome for people to be able to play you know awesome mini games that are only on pc just like just great like you can i guess it's one of the only ways you can play horizon zero dawn portably like good uh, i know there's like remote player or whatever but like you you can buy that game on steam and then play it on handheld um i, I don't know if anyone said it but i know that they have you have ways to run other programs so you could technically run game pass on this i think like with a windows desktop the pokemon trading card game you can do that on there yeah it's it's a really interesting machine Uh, again not for me i'm not a portable guy i would never really use it because i'm at if i'm at the house i'll start my pc but i think it's a really cool machine and i think it's one of the more more interesting portable devices that have been made if it works the way that they expect it to work so i think it's awesome and i hope it does well and we'll see uh what happens going forward I'm kind of like Adam, like, I feel like this thing is going to be awesome, but I could see it sitting for months without being used in my house. You know, kind of like my switch. I haven't used my switch in, you know, I mean, I use it right now on a flight to Chicago to play FIFA 2018 um, while I was on the plane. But yeah, it goes through times where I just don't use it for, you know, weeks or months at a time until something piques my interest. But when I do use it, it's awesome and I love it. You know, so um, that's what I think the Steam Deck would be for me. 
you know, 500 bucks is kind of a lot for something that might not get used a good bit, but it sounds amazing. And if you can fuck with it and, and mess with the operating system and all that stuff, all the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, for me, I think what it comes down to is like uh, one travel, you know, I love having something that like, you know, that can play games on the on the move, but also like I, I like the idea of I mean, so I remember when I first got my switch, like because there wasn't a lot besides Zelda at launch other than like indie titles, right? Like there was a whole bunch of indie titles. So like I used to lay in bed like, you know, like in the evenings and like put on um you know, like a podcast, if I was playing something that I didn't mind kind of like listening or, you know, uh, my wife would watch TV and I would game for, you know, for hours um, on my switch, like until the, but the battery died, essentially. Um, I can, um, I can see a scenario where like, there's games that I'm like, like, like Disco Elysium is a perfect example. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Like, um, but like that I'm currently playing it on my PC. I could see a situation where like, I don't feel like being in my nerd den anymore. So I'd cut off the lights, go lay down in bed and just like, you know, pick, presumably can, you could uh, pick it up and, and through the cloud saving, like just continue like where I was. Right. And just play in, in the comfort of, of bed or whatever. So that's where the appeal is for me as well. Yeah. How option. awesome is it going to be to like have a new console and on day one, have a shitload of games, you know, <laughs> that you already you own thousands <laughs> of games potentially. That's why. Yeah. And those steam sales, those steam sales, yeah, they ain't no joke. Yeah, yeah Steam so. sales are great, man. <laughs> Fucking great, great all around. Um, it's it's gonna be a huge hit if they can deliver. They better fucking deliver. Good way to uh, break the bank for sure, uh, as well. I think anyway. Awesome. Um, well, uh, let's transition into some uh, some television talk here. Uh, Marvel's Black Widow, uh, as you can see behind George, um, if you're not an audio listener, he's got a background and, uh, Loki, um, two things that essentially came out simultaneously. Loki had a few weeks of, you know, airtime before Black Widow came out, but there was sort of a little overlap there, um, with them. Where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with, uh, with Loki, uh, which is behind, uh, Adam, or do you want to start with Black Widow? Whatever one you pick that that's the person you like. More. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's, hit, let's hit Widow first. Yeah. Widow I feel like first. it's, it's simpler. Loki's a, is going to be a little bit more okay. complicated. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. So we are doing full spoilers. So here is your courtesy warning. Okay. Hold on. I, I haven't seen either one. So I'm gonna hop off for a sec. Okay. You uh, want us to just in the discord? Yeah, we'll we'll you message know. you in discord, right? Yes. Yeah. Just let me know on Discord. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Sorry. Right. Glad I said OG something. Day. I'm in the middle of half of uh, Black Widow, so, so I'm like half right. of we pause it. My daughters have been sick, so we didn't get to finish it. But yeah, Very go good. ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. No, you're good. We'll we'll let you know. All right. So for you listeners, there's a nice lengthy spoiler warning, and here we go. So beginning with uh, Black Widow, I just want to say uh, before I get to like the larger thoughts, I thought this had one of the coolest openings like to a Marvel movie. I loved like the setup. It felt like the opening to like a Bond film, like to me, like genuinely, it just like you're like right in it. Like it's that flashback sets up a lot of stuff. Um, I thought it was a super strong uh, beginning to the film. Did you guys like it? Hell yeah. yeah. Feels very Mission Impossible Bond like that. That kind of I, the first half of the movie feels like that a lot, which I think is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. This is the closest. Like I saw somewhere read this, and I was like, "Oh man, this is actually perfect." I, I don't know if it was IGN or Polygon. Someone wrote about it. Like this is might be the closest we'll get to a a female James Bond movie. And I was like, "Yeah, 
It's exactly right, but it shouldn't be. Like, why, why not? We get, why not the get next a female Bond team? is a female. They already confirmed that. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> this is the closest cool. thing we have so far, which I, I thought was, <laughs> was great. So, I that's what I thought too. I like the whole time I was watching, I was like, man, I'm watching either a, a Bourne movie or a Bond movie, and and that like all the best things about it's like, yeah, that was I I thought it was awesome. Um, I I will say I'm a little tired of the slow breathy covers of songs like uh the smells like teen spirit like i was just like oh my god like do we really need another slow breathy version of like a a 90s song it's it's been kind of overdone in my mind so the credits i didn't care for but i did like the uh the opening scene um what are your overall thoughts so uh we all agree it has that bond feel um how'd you guys like it I liked like we were talking a little bit in the Discord yesterday. I liked the movie a lot more than I I thought I would. Honestly, um, I wasn't really interested in in it honestly um, because I feel like I mean, she's getting a solo movie. It's way too like overdue. Like it should have been a long time ago. She's dead now. Spoilers. Um, you know, like you know, it's just like what's I get it. They're gonna set up the new Black Widow. It's pretty obvious. Pretty obvious from the get go. I didn't wasn't too interested in it. Um, so that's why I didn't watch it. Like first weekend but i was like all right we got some time let's do it and and i and i really enjoyed it um definitely kick my kicking myself for not i've watched not having watched it sooner uh because i i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was a really uh cool like spy action you know movie i think it did a really good job um the only thing that i was i don't know it's less black widow and more yelena man like she's or Oh, right here. Um, so uh, I feel like it was more about her than it was about Black Widow, which is like, it, I get it. It's a passing of the torch. Um, and she kind of stole the show for sure. Um, but it was a it was a really fun movie from from start to finish. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really recommend it. It's 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 definitely up there for me um, in terms of the Marvel movie. I just I'm still bummed. Like, I feel like she deserved this movie a lot. A long time ago, you know, it's 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 a, a bit long overdue. I feel like for uh, what what's been a pretty uh, critical member of the Avengers for quite some time, you know. Yeah, yeah I. Oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. no, go ahead, man. Go. Uh, so I mean, cast wise, like I, that was what I was most excited. I think so. Florence Pugh, uh, who plays Elena, um, I, I seeing her in Midsummer, like I knew she was going to be something special as far as like an actress. Like she does such a fantastic job um, with some really, really tough emotions in the context of uh, just a horror uh, horror movie. I mean, just like absolutely. That movie is so grim um, and she's amazing in it. Uh, David Harbour, like I was hoping that, you know, like uh, after kind of the stinker that was uh, Hellboy, like he, he'd bounce back and as he very much does like uh, in the lot, you know, when he is essentially what's what is it? Uh, I almost called a Red Skull, but that's uh, Red Guardian. Uh, Red, or Red, Red Guardian. Guardian. Thank you. Yes. Crimson Dynamo. Yeah. Crimson uh, Dynamo. Was fantastic. Um, and then, you know, Rachel Weiss is just amazing in anything that she's in as well. And you know, ScarJo um, coming back to be able to do this role one more time. Like, I think she does a great job. Um, it feels like a send off. And in a lot of ways to me, felt like more of like the true end of like the prior phase of the Marvel movies. Like I know uh, Spider-Man um, Far From Home was supposed to kind of feel like that. And it did. This also felt kind of like an epilogue, you know, to that versus like the first true movie of the next uh, phase of Marvel. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah especially because like 
you know, she's not there going forward and we, we you know, know where the story takes place in here and everything. It, it, I feel like it was more of just a, you know, her the, the last hurrah, really. And and I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they did a really good job with the send off. We had the epilogue, right? That kind of ties it into like the, the goings on currently in the MCU. But I would argue, you know, Loki was here too. It were reshoots, is. though. That was a reshoot, by the way. That was not in going the to be original. there in the originally when it was supposed to come out. It was supposed to come out last year, right? Yeah. So what? So. I wonder what the original end credit scene would have been because there obviously would have been one. Yeah, I don't know. But they, 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 I did see that that was a reshoot that they had to come back and do, which Florence Pugh was kind of sad about because it was like she was filming it without <laughs> without uh, without ScarJo. At least she got, you know. Uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus is uh, it's not a bad scene partner for for that final scene. It did feel a little like a commercial for for Disney Plus, you know, a bit, but I didn't mind it. It was it was cool. I'd argue that Loki, you know, which we'll get to in a second, felt more like a a, a true opening, at, you know, in the end of One Division as well to like what we're gonna get and the uh, the MCU going forward. Um. What did you think of Taskmaster as a uh, a, a villain or heavy like um bad I, man underbaked yeah, like like ta- I think as a uh what's the word like uh, like a force you know um an antagonist like uh like a physical antagonist like Taskmaster worked really well you know like um obviously seems like a dangerous like adversary and things but it almost feels like, you know, they just did the intro of the Winter Soldier over and over again. Like before you like learned who the Winter Soldier was and you get all that emotional impact like that's and I know that they tried to kind of have that payoff like but I, I saw that coming a mile away. I was like, oh, I know who that is. Like, the minute that she brought up, oh, uh, old dude's daughter was I'm like, oh, that's a Taskmaster. I yeah. can fucking guarantee it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is a very easy twist to predict. And um, I just don't feel like they uh, it's just it was underbaked. Like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like they did very well with that villain. Like, it's definitely a bottom yeah. tier. Villain. I like the first scene on the bridge when we get to see awesome. Taskmaster use the powers. That's awesome. And then after yeah. that, it's less and less because, again, mimicking moves and that stuff's all cool and that's awesome. But as we go on, the next scene is Taskmaster and like a APC. And then at the end of the movie, they cut away from the Red Guardian fights. So we didn't get to see Taskmaster fight Red Guardian. Ah, that, that was, was like, so bogus, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, I don't mind that they changed the character because people are like, oh, it's this random. I don't care about that. They can change it, but it's just not interesting. Like the character didn't even talk the whole movie. Yeah. That, that, that killed it for me, especially um, like just knowing uh, what you know taskmaster is capable of like in the comics and everything and just seeing not what he was reduced to because he still did uh she still did uh you know pretty much the same things that he's, he's known to do and everything and that yeah, was awesome seeing her come in and, and do all those awesome moves and everything but yeah I, I was just let down at the at the character overall i i, I felt like it was you know that just shoved in there just to be there because you know that that really could have just been a, a souped-up henchman, you know. And they, they, it was Taskmaster, almost in name only. I have a little bit of a different take on that. I did see a lot of people were giving them a lot of shit for for the way that Taskmaster was used. But here's my thing: like, if they, if you you yes, you could have absolutely replaced Taskmaster with just like you know super strong, random henchman dude, right? But then we would have hated that. And we're like, dude, you shouldn't fight anyone anyone that's. Uh, even remotely a threat so it had to be kind of like a low level tier some sort of 
villain, right? It, they had to use someone. And I agree, it is underbaked, underdeveloped, but I feel like I don't know where you would have squeezed in the time to do it. Because if they had any, any time that they would have spent in character development for Taskmaster would have taken away from what this movie was supposed to be, which is a Black Widow movie send-off. And it would have made the movie a lot longer. Taskmaster is really just a tool. And she can't really speak a whole lot because she's basically completely mind-controlled by uh, Dracoff. So I don't know how, like, yeah, it was kind of obvious and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know how much more you could have done without taking away time from the movie because something would have had to get sacrificed. I don't think this movie could have been any longer. Um, and, and I don't know how much you can really, you can really do. And given the way that Taskmaster was going to be used for this movie. So maybe, I was fine. Maybe if it, the reveal you know? had come a little sooner, it would have felt different, you know, like you would have had some empathy or sympathy for like, what the that that character is going through it just felt like the way they presented it like it was supposed to be this big shock and like i was like nope i've known this for like the prior like 30 45 minutes like one well, i haven't known but like i've strongly suspected and like in you know the, by the time you I, get the i feel like it just falls flat like a little bit um, i can i can see that where they're kind of like insulting our intelligence by giving us a reveal like if we didn't know and had they maybe given us a a very short scene early in the beginning showing up her surviving that attack then it like it's kind of obvious from the very beginning that it's that she's taskmaster and it's not so much like a big review at the end maybe it would have given a little bit more backstory also for people who don't fucking remember or don't even know because of how long ago that whole thing was like my wife was super confused and she's watched all the movies but she's watched them once casually you know yeah so maybe that something like that would have definitely been would have been better um but I don't know how much time because Taskmaster was really just she was just a henchman, just a tool here, a weapon. Um, so I don't know how much more they would have put in there. I do agree that not showing more of the fight with the Red Guardian was super lame, you know, because that's when the Red Guardian was at his best. I, I thought David Harbour's performance in the first 30 percent of the movie to first half was kind of like, like kind of cringy. Like I wasn't a wasn't a fan of his character in the prison and all that stuff. But um, but he was so much better in the second half, so much more likable and interesting. And that's kind of when he started getting going. So I, I wish we could have seen a little bit more of that fight for sure. I, I look at I look at as far as what you were saying, George, right? Like a lot of people consider Killmonger to be one of the better Marvel villains. Right. And they yeah. introduced him and killed him in one movie. So that just shows that they can definitely take a villain, introduce them to you, make you like them and get rid of them all in one movie. And they just didn't do that here. It's a much bigger movie, though. And I would argue that that movie was just as much about Killmonger as it was about Black Panther and all the other characters in there. I would argue in that movie, Black Panther doesn't get enough um, enough time in some in some in some instances as well. It's it. I see it can be done, but I thought like, I don't know, man, Killmonger is one of the most highly regarded uh, villains in this MCU because he took so much in that movie. So I don't know that I would have wanted that for Taskmaster, but yeah. I don't know. It could have could have. You're right. It could have made it a lot more awesome because, I mean, Killmonger is never going to come back as far as we know. Um, and, and he's still like freaking loved. Right. You know, um, so but I don't know if, if a if Taskmaster could have done that, especially being masked the entire time. I don't know. All that said, I do like Drakov a lot. That guy did 
I think he did. Is it Drakov? It's something Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Drakov. I liked him a lot for even with his very few scenes where this dude just like he knows. I mean, he knows his powers before we know, but he's he's he knows it. He's like, I don't fucking care. Do what I want. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, Ray Winston's always fun uh, as a as a villain. I I did love seeing um, Black Widow kind of break him, like make him lose his shit. And it's cool while she's talking shit, and that was pretty awesome. Um. So, do you think uh, number one that Antonia Drakeoff, so Taskmaster, like as Antonia, not as Taskmaster, is coming back? And then, second kind of related question is, uh, aside from the obvious, like we know Florence Pugh is coming back, like they set her character up, like Yelena, like is obviously coming back. Like, who else do we see, like uh, in the MCV MCU? Like, who who do you speculate? David Harbour's character is definitely gonna make another appearance. I, I think. I think. I think all the major players in this in this movie you could potentially see again uh, is definitely uh, Red Guardian for sure. Um, obviously, you know I'm just gonna call her Black Widow because that's what she is. That's what they even called her in the thing. They're all Black Widows, right? Yep. So um, she she's def- obviously gonna be back. We'll see her in December. Um, so yeah, I think I think Harbor her. Um, you might see, uh, um, what's her name? Rachel Weiss. Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise character again. Yeah, she's harder to nail down than the other ones. But everybody, we said obviously spoilers. Everybody that leaves at the end battle together, I feel like you could see all of them again. Yeah. Does that include Taskmaster? Or do you think like that we're done with that character, or do you think that character um, comes I, back in some way? I could see I could see uh, her, her coming back and, you know, being uh, teamed with them because they made it a point to say that they weren't leaving her behind and everything, you know, so. Yeah, I could see uh, them kind of being used like in like one of the big like, yep. you know, combination movies where like they they come in as kind of like a strike force type. All the Definitely. widows. Yeah, think, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, too, that they, they there's going to be some other big giant Avengers combination movie, big war. And I could see the widow showing up there <laughs> briefly, you know. Uh, I, I don't think that Antony is going to come back as Taskmaster. I could see her just coming back as her own thing um, and could see someone else pick up the mantle of Taskmaster, honestly. Would yeah. she still have all the capabilities, though? Like, is that is that like programmed into her? Just I don't know. And good. I don't know how much is still programmed with 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 that antidote. So I have I have no idea. But it's a project, right? The it was a, What is it? Activate the Taskmaster project protocol. or protocol right so there's probably more than one right and as we know like in in a lot of the comics like taskmaster's a dude too so as it same thing in the the avengers game right um so there's yeah i that, guess more i mean more that, than makes, one. that makes sense i didn't even think of that like because yeah. I, I forgot they did say yeah activate so that she could have just been like the prototype one of them or yeah something like that yeah so somebody else could just whatever pick up whatever if they're gonna like make it a tech in this kind in the mcu and plant the tech into themselves or whatever yeah it wouldn't be wise it wouldn't surprise if you saw more taskmaster or another one in the the hawkeye series that's coming out as well very nice well let's let's transition over to loki uh which i think we've all finished again spoilers for anyone uh that maybe hasn't finished it or started it um What'd you think of what you think of Loki? Awesome. Man. Uh man, the end of the, I'm jumping right to the end real quick because it just <laughs> blew the doors wide the fuck open for like what is now 
accessible, like what Marvel can dip their fingers into is pretty. This is essentially a, a reset, right? You could do whatever you want now from here on out because you could pull from different, um, different universes and pluck them here or take someone here and put them over fucking there. And, and yeah, man, it, 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 it gives them, I feel a way, and this is, this is wishful thinking, but like, this gives them an easy in for all the X-Men. This gives them an easy in for where have the Eternals been that people were talking about. Like, but the only thing is, is in the Eternals, they know about Thanos and all that. So that has to be this universe. My mind is well, just no, because Thanos is in other universes. Like, um, yeah, there's he, more than one. Yeah, he he's in all the. Yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, I look. It, I, it's crazy, man. Like, it's just your mind just it it gets pulled in so many different directions, thinking <laughs> of what what could possibly happen. Like, look, wrong way, wrong way. Yeah, is he gonna come, dude? Like, come on, they 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 like they brought Ross is being featured way more now. Like in like why bring him back if you're not gonna have red hulk man come on i'm shitting my pants like this is great so did you guys ca- so i don't know i guess we're going straight to the end right the all the 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 good shit or do we want to <laughs> we can bounce around i mean right. I, you know i i think like the end is like the most exciting Huge thing right I mean, like, for so many reasons but there's there's two so main ones a couple of things right like um the at the end i kind of liked how the, like I don't know, kind of like I would argue this is supposed to happen because at the end, Loki is a Loki and going to do selfish things. And that's why she freaking kills him. You know, she know that she was going to do it. And, and almost like I think that part was written too. like this is supposed to happen. I don't think that they're actually breaking anything. Um, so that's kind of what, I, what what I'm thinking um, now. You I don't think know. you think he had like you think he knew that was going to happen? Yeah. I you do. think can because I remember at one point he was like, man, a- well, after this point, I, I I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what he says. Right. So he, that brings me to my next thing. Right. You guys know that he that actor is the same guy that's supposed to be Kang the Conqueror in yeah, the new yeah. Ant- Ant-Man, um, Ant-Man movie. Right. But he himself is not Kang the Conqueror. It's going to be a different yeah. version of him. He is. Um, he I think I believe the director said that this one was more like he was more shaped like Immortus or whatever. So, um so this shit can go all kinds of all kinds of different ways, right? Like it can re- literally, like you said, it opens up all kinds of possibilities and all kinds of doors. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we'll see what his ver- his different variants are going to come about. What I was kind of surprised that is, and maybe I could use a little bit of context here. So Loki went back, right? He walks through the 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 portal, and then Mobius doesn't recognize him. Like he you got know. sent back using using he right so he didn't special he did, thing he did not get sent back to his right timeline we right? don't know we got, universe. We we got to assume that he went to a different one yeah, right correct um you know so that that shit's all kinds of crazy and i'm just so bummed that we never got to see mobius ride his fucking jet ski man <laughs> yeah. but that, that just means it's coming man eventually it's coming <laughs> yeah it's so, just it's just like the fucking piss take of at the end of age of ultron you know cap snapping to and go avengers uh, you know, and it cuts yeah. to the fucking credits. Like, yeah. you'll get the payoff eventually. Ho- hopefully, he gets to ride his damn jet ski. But um, yeah, I thought like you know, I thought from the from the get go, I I did like I did uh, I I predicted that the um, what is it? The timekeepers were not really the thing, especially when they went the way they went to go find them. Like, nah, these things are 
some some's not right here, you know. But um, I don't know. I love the series from from start to finish. I thought it was really good. Um, I really liked. I don't know what the actress's name is, but she was in Doctor Who or whatever, right? So, um, Sylvie, you talking about Sylvie? Yeah, Sylvie. Kind of. Uh, I forgot. I don't know what the actress's name, but yeah, yeah she was in know. Doctor Who. Kind of funny that she's like bouncing through time, right? You know, a reference to that show as well. Um, but like. I don't know, man. I I, I liked her. I hope was it's she not the in last Doctor Who? I don't. I don't think she's. Wasn't she? Wasn't wasn't she in in? She would. Maybe it's not Doctor Who, but she was in something where she's like time traveling. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. No, she's definitely not. Um. But but like she does remind me of the the um the woman Doctor and Doctor Who. Maybe maybe it's just uh it was just whatever something similar to that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good from. From start to finish, man. I think it sags a little bit in the middle. That show sags a little bit in the middle. Like there's like a section like after the first couple episodes that was like, it wasn't bad. It just kind of like sags a little bit. I think it starts really strong and ends like especially strong. I mean, we got to talk about, um, you know, the introduction of uh, Kang the Conqueror um, played by Jonathan Majors. I thought that was a show stopping um sequence like he was so unsettling and weird and uh had an intensity that um i think just was um you know magnetic i mean a really really great performance i can't wait to see him show up um that's that role. that's what i i i, I agree with you 100 percent. and the biggest thing that i question now is like so obviously, well, not obviously do you guys think that we will see him appear in some capacity in like multiple Marvel movies going forward to like demonstrate like, cause he said himself, he was like, like, he's like, I'm coming. He's like, there's going to be hundreds of me. There's going to be a war. Like, do you think that we'll see him, even if it's in the background of something in Shang-Chi, do you think we'll see him in the Eternals? Cause like, supposedly he's going to stop being everywhere now. And like you were saying, his acting was incredible. Like if that is the case, He's going to his range is going to have to be all over the place because he's going to be playing different variations of himself. It's not all going to be the guy we saw. I think you'll you'll have a core there that's recognizable, you know, as like that character. But I think, yeah, like I don't think they're all going to be as like I I wouldn't characterize him, I guess, as happy go lucky, but as like slightly cheerful, you know, as that guy. Like I could see there being versions of him that are like. Sadistically, conqueror. I've been. Uh, yeah. For, for the record, I was confusing her with Jodie Whittaker, but she looks just like her, man. Yeah. No, I. I mean, I can see that. <laughs> I, I had a look. I was like, uh, like, is she what? No. Yeah. She looks just like her. They're both English actresses with short hair like that and everything. Sorry. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I mean, obviously, the, the the splitting of the timelines and the reveal of uh, Kang were were huge um, for you know for Loki. Uh, I think some other things the show did really well. I, I mean, giving us our first canonically like queer character in the MCU uh, was super, super cool, um, especially like somebody that's a major character, um, you know, overdue, obviously, but um, but great. Uh, nonetheless, that revealing that Loki is uh, bi, which uh, totally not. That, I mean, you know, come on, that character seems like he gets around and has a good time, you know, <laughs> um, like Oberyn from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's just he, he you could tell he's a complete hedonist, right? Like um, all things that happen in the comic books for all the fucking people that are fucking bitching about it and stuff like that and having issue. All, all of that happens in the comics. It's nothing fucking new. So get the fuck over it. 
yeah i just i don't know i ignore people that complain about stuff like that. yeah it's just literally not even an issue one at all yeah 100 percent uh owen wilson as mobius was great what a fun character he was you know like especially that um, first episode those two are so good in that first episode they are man good chemistry all of on... their scenes together man are just... <laughs> and even i love you know like uh i mean mobius's character like his journey uh throughout the entire show like you see some genuine like sadness and like betrayal you know like kind of uh as he learns a little more about the tva um i think he does a really good job bringing some gravitas to some of those scenes where he like wants to believe that he's like doing the right thing and he knows what's going on he's in the know and you know when he kind of learns that that that's not true at all um you know he's convincingly like sad and uh you know uh when he supposedly, you know, is, is pruned and like gone, it was like, ah, I was like, ah, there's no way. Like he, he's going somewhere. Um, especially when you saw um, that ha- happened to Loki. I was like, well, no, I definitely know. But this is fine. <laughs> yeah, that's so. what I, I question too. When I saw him die, I was like, oh, no way. As soon as it happened to Loki, like you just said, I was like, not, not, not a chance. <laughs> yeah. I also really, really enjoy the first of all, this is my favorite Marvel TV show that they've done so far. Yeah. Without a doubt uh set design like the way the tva looks is fucking perfect that place is the most interesting thing i've ever seen um in the mcu and the music the the themes in this in this show go hard uh every time the episode ends it's like oh man like here we go the the tva theme especially in episode five when classic loki is fighting uh i forgot the name of the smoke monster um, they mix the TVA or the Loki theme with Rise of the Val- or Flight of the Valkyries or whatever. Oh my God, it's so good. So interestingly enough, the TVA is a real building in Atlanta that they've obviously like added some special effects, but it's the Marriott Marquis Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. If you look that up, you can actually walk around on that space. It's cool as hell. It looks like a 60s, like modern art deco kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, really neat. But yeah, I agree. The set design is fantastic. And this is also my favorite Marvel show. Um, as well i think they just like um everything comes together in a really really fantastic way you know what i mean like um beyond the acting and the story i mean like it just it feels so cohesive and i think six episodes is like such a perfect length for for a show like this because it didn't feel like there was as much like fat you know i said it sacked a little bit in the middle and it did but that wasn't like an entire episode just like certain sequences like i kind of found myself um like spacing out just just a tad but um what would you guys think of all the uh, Loki variants? Like, so we got the alligator Loki, we got the president Loki, we got classic Loki, uh, who I thought was fantastic. Um, did you guys enjoy that little twist? Alligator Loki was the fucking best, wasn't he? <laughs> Florida Loki. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, I, I, I mean, who didn't love that? But then I also kind of liked how the whatever the Loki, future Loki. They looked kind of like the classic one in the in the comics. I kind of like how he went out like a fucking G. Yeah, um, that was was, was was fucking awesome, wasn't it? So, <laughs> you know, um, I thought the, I thought that they were great. I, I really liked that, and I also loved the scene in which the other Lokis showed up, even the one that looks like him, and just is fucking every. They're all just screwing each other over, man. It's fucking. It's great. It's great. It's it, it that. I love that whole scene where they go back and just see all the other Lokis. I thought that was awesome. You know, it's uh, it's like almost like his worst nightmare is like being around other uh, other versions of himself. 
Um, arguably worse than like earlier when they had him and uh, who was it like Viv? Yeah, from uh, like where it's just that endless loop where he's in jail and he's trying to see if he can get it to turn out different. So, oh yeah, very cool. Um, anybody want to say anything more on Loki before we move on to some impressions on what we've been playing? I'd just say it's really good, and uh, we talked about it at the beginning, but it just sets up that. I've never expecting a show to set up that the multiverse is a thing now from this point going forward. That's wild. So good on the TV show for doing that. Yeah. I think like, you know, uh, it is, it was a strong use of that, like intellectual, like property. And, you know, like it it felt like this Marvel show was actually like, um, like not relevant, necessary, right? Like it felt like it had like good purpose, um, which was awesome. And, uh, the only one that i know of that has a second season right falcon and winter soldier like they'll continue in the movies presumably and uh, they've already said that like no wandavision second season so that's also kind of exciting oh really yeah those are limited shows whereas this one actually will have a second season oh which is yeah it's neat um Cool. All right. Uh, so let's move into what we've been playing. Bobby, it, it, the camera is, uh, I, I can see it's a Lego something. It looks like it might even be Star Wars, but it's, uh, you probably have to turn off your virtual background for a moment. He's still muted. I just sent him a message on Discord. Okay. Fair play. Does he know that we're um, done with the, the Marvel stuff? We should probably. That's what I just told him. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. He'll get there. I, I believe in him. Um, I'm going to let you guys go first with Rogue Company because multiple folks have been playing uh, Rogue Company. Uh, Bobby's putting in his headphones. Bobby, we're we're doing Rogue Company, so you you can chime in on this as well. I heard Um, it was good. (laughs) Oh, you haven't been playing? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I was like, shit, I'm confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. sell me on this, fellas. I've seen some clips on uh, from Twitch and things that you guys have uh, been posting, but have not. Um, yeah, haven't haven't played it myself. You need to download it, man. It's free. Nothing's better than free. And family. Yes, <laughs> strong enough family, dude. So we like I don't know. I joined a um. I was in a, a like a support group for for people who stream, and I saw some dude was playing it. Um and I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. I'm like, I never heard of it. It was, it's a, uh, it's got objectives. It's, uh, it's a third person shooter, so it kind of shoots and, and plays a little bit like Fortnite um, or PUBG, except you, you can't zoom in, right? Um, it, um, however, the characters are similar to that of Apex um, or Overwatch, just not as like OP with their powers and abilities. Like each one has different things. Some characters can. I don't know. My favorite character right now, like whenever you activate her ability, every time that she shoots and causes damage, it's it sets them on fire. It creates fire. Um, There's some other ones that do other things that, you know, drop, I don't know, barbed wire on the floor. They all have their own little unique abilities, but none of them seem to be particularly overpowered. Um, some definitely seem stronger than others. Some seem like shit, but um, pretty much no matter who you can, who you play as, you can kind of compete. So it doesn't it, it seems pretty balanced there um it's 4v4 uh for the game mode that we've been playing the most is called strikeout which is 4v4 and you each start with 16 lives um there's also like a point that you can capture and control which can regenerate your lives for every i think 30 seconds that you hold it um and basically you just got to eliminate the team first to three rounds win so the games can be long if they get a little sweaty um but i don't know i picked it up 
And like the first few games, I was just like destroying people. Like it was like I had to look up whether I was playing against bots and whether that was a thing or not. It's not. Um, and then I just convinced these guys to hop on there and we've just been playing. And for the most part, we're kind of like winning pretty, pretty handedly most of the time. Um, and it's, and it's been a lot of fun so much so that I think most of us have purchased the, not only the season pass, but like, um, a lot of the characters you have to either pay to unlock or you can grind out enough, um, to be able to unlock them. I've played enough to be able to have like unlocked two of them for free, but there's so many in there and it was, there was a big sale. It was only 50 bucks for that pass. It was on sale for 25 bucks. And it's going to give you some some rogues that haven't even been unlocked, haven't even come out yet. So I was like, we've been playing this game enough. So we kind of I think we all bought that pack. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's 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 like a, I would describe it as a casual shooter. Like, I think it's easy to like learn how to play it and pick it up, you know, but I don't know. Adam, Bobby, what do you guys got? Uh, it's basically Valorant. But third person is the way I explain it. CSGO third person. Um it's one of those free to play. Like I said, I just love that style of you can get good, you can get really good, but it is free to play and you can play casual. But I just love the like, all right, buy your weapons at the beginning of the match. Well, that's you know, no, no one to use your pass or no one to use your ultimates and all that. I mean, I would get into Valorant if I wasn't trash at PC shooters. Like this is that kind of game, and I think it's a really good one. And High Res puts out a lot of games that are like other games, but free and very good. So I, I've been enjoying it. Said I dropped the twenty five bucks to get all these characters. It's a fun time, man. I would say everyone jump in if you if you like that sort of team, you know, character based shooter. Check it out, Bobby. How about you? Been having a good time? Yeah, I, I think everybody should be any character, but this guy because he's mine. <laughs> OG uh, down, yeah. OG down. I, yeah, I hate when the randoms come in and take my guy. <clears throat> uh, but don't be the healer either because uh, it's kind of awful. Because usually when you shoot and you get someone down, the chances that you're going to die, <clears throat> like you're down and then you can get killed off, like instead of bleeding out, seems pretty yeah. quick. So his healing seems, it's kind of dumb because usually people want to just want to kill you all the way. Uh, but I, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I bought the pack. Uh, I'm glad it was half off. Uh, I almost did it when it wasn't half off and I'd have been mad at myself if I would have found out later. Uh, but yeah, th this guy, he, he's the best man. I, I like him. I don't like that he says OG down. You got to give the context for that. Every time that he gets knocked down, you just hear OG down. Yes. That's, that's how he asks worst. for someone to be picked yes. up. It's really annoying. And no one wants to pick him up because he says that. And I don't blame him. And I think, uh, I think the first game that we saw somebody with him that was playing as that guy, he just died over and over. So it was yeah. just it just became like a I don't know an inside joke or meme because the guy died like so often on our team that it just literally you just kept hearing on on the audio OG down OG down. So okay. sorry to cut you off, Bobby. But no, 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 you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like it. The four v four seems cool. I I know that that uh, what was the the Tom Clancy's X. X Defiant. X Defiant, yeah, that that seems kind of similar to this, honestly. Uh, so I'm hoping that, that, and that's a six v six. So we'll see how that is later. But so far, I, I like this. I remember getting this a long time ago, but never getting into it um, when it first yeah. came out. Kind of like all the other games that come out free to play. Um, <laughs> but this is this is pretty cool. I like it. Uh, OG down. 
I heard I heard the game was a little sloppy when it launched, so I think we just came in at the perfect time because the game works well. It's polished, clean. Um, there's there. I did discover a glitch that I'll talk about here in a second. That was kind of that's kind of game breaking, honestly. That I even elevated to them, but but the game just works. Like there's you know sometimes you feel like you get shot through a wall, but that's probably latency. It happens in any game, but there's not a whole lot where I'm like that's just bullshit. It's you know the game just works. It's a very simple game. Like I said, casual shooter describes it very well. Um, it does have some mechanics that I haven't seen before that I find kind of interesting. Um, some that I like, some that I don't. Um, num- number one, you can surrender in that game, um, which I fucking despise that, right? So your your team, if you're getting your ass kicked, your team can initiate a vote to surrender and basically ends the game and gives the other team the win. Uh, I can see it like, I guess if you're, getting your ass absolutely handed to you and you don't want to keep playing another two rounds. Um, you can call it, you need a majority vote. So three out of the four people, sorry, I think all four have to agree to it. Um, so I always refuse because yeah, me too. I know, I know bitch, yeah. but, um, but, but yeah, you can also kind of clutch. You can still, I've pulled out some clutches out of my ass in that game. Like I happen to be pretty good at it. Um, so that was an interesting mechanic. Then there's also with this one, I kind of like, um, but this is what results in that glitch I was talking about. At least it happened. It's happened twice. So you, it's hard to quit matches. You can't quit a match. If you try to quit a match, it, it, one, it doesn't let you, right? You cannot play the game while you can't play a different game while that match is still going on. If you try to like close out the game from the Xbox menu and reload the game, when you reload it, you get thrown back into the match immediately. You don't go into the menu. You get put right back into that fucking match which I kind of find interesting. Um, you know, I, I would hate it if I'm trying to get out because it happened twice because I was trying to get out of a match to group up with a friend because the games can be lengthy. Um, but I, I noticed that it threw me back into the match. It's like it, it, has, it discourages you from leaving or quitting, you know. Um, however, I also noticed that resulted in a game-breaking glitch. The two times that I did that where I exited out of the game from the Xbox menu and loaded it back in, for the remainder of that round, I was invincible to bullets, which, as you can imagine, would be a problem in a shooter. I was literally invincible to bullets, and I and I clipped it on Twitch, and I sent it to high res. Um, I elevated that, and they responded to me in French. Um, so they're, I'm sure they're taking it very seriously. So there, there's that, um, <laughs> which I which I thought was really really odd. Did you um, Google Translate what they said to you? I should, right? I didn't bother. I responded with like, I don't speak French. Like, I don't know. Um, so I don't know why they did that. Um, but I probably should to see what they're asking for. I'm guessing it's probably just thank you for submitting something. Um, very weird. So, I mean, that's kind of an interesting mechanic, you know, not letting you quit det- or right deterring quitting, but um, it can be frustrating as well. The other problem is you can go AFK. You don't get kicked out of games for going AFK. You can fucking sit there and go AFK so sometimes that happens when your team wants to surrender and you don't, they just mail it in, which is really frustrating. Um, so again, I think it's, it tries some cool things when it comes to that with the matchmaking and quitting and stuff like that. But some of it is also counterproductive as well, but definitely worth a try, man. Like I recommend that you guys pick it up. We've been having fun with it. Um, it's, it's fucking free, you know? So, and it isn't pay to win. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's important. To... Yeah, that's like that new Pokemon game that pissed me off. Is the new Pokemon game that came out is pay to win, 
And then the the one Twitch streamer bought everything in there, and now he's never lost because it's pay to win. And he didn't break the system. It's just Nintendo messed up, not yeah. making sure that that didn't happen. So that's sad. Uh, quickly, I want to touch on one other shared game that we like multiple of us have played, which is the new season of Fall Guys, um, which is, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of jungle like themed, right? That's a pretty accurate rainforest jungle themed. Uh, I really like it. I think it has the best finale in any of the games, like kind of Legends of the Hidden Temple style, like Maze is super, super fun. And like, it's a lot less of like a single file line of people that are all just going for one objective and more kind of people are splitting off and like working their way through through a, a maze that has various like hazards and stuff. Um, I would just say overall, I think this is like maybe along with like the, the 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 prior season like the strongest expansion they've done like to date like there's not a whole lot of stinkers like you know in the levels like fucking rhinos the rhinos you know they're they can be a little frustrating but that, you know it's kind of fun so it's a like hungry hungry uh hippo style thing where like you guys are essentially the balls that the rhinos are going after like the little pearls and they just they will eat you off uh the map and you have to kind of survive and dodge them um I, yeah i i like it i mean like i don't have much more to say other than that like it's it's reinvigorated me like the last season did to kind of want to like get back in there and play semi-regularly so mission accomplished there yeah same here I, I i enjoyed it i love all the jungle maps that we played um not as big a fan of the that rhino uh variation because i mean look the game has Man, fuck that shit. All right, fuck those rhinos. <laughs> but I feel like, look, the game, obviously, that's part of the game that it has a, a variant of luck. Like, there's a certain degree of luck, you know, for advancing. You know, there is skill in there, but there is also some luck that has to play a factor. And I feel like that particular game mode, you know, the slider when it comes to skill and luck is the furthest along luck as uh, compared to any other game mode. Because, um, yeah, you can avoid them, but... It's kind of random um, whether the rhino is going to target you and hit you or not. Um, you're not exactly the most mobile thing. And it's three of them. So it is harder to like keep up with them. And then once you get hit, like how far you get thrown and where you land is completely all over the place, right? Like you get yeeted. And if you're lucky enough, you might land on a thing that will shoot you back into the arena or you might just get pulled out of the arena. Um, I think you mentioned earlier, it was a, it was, it's a little long too. It's like a minute. Um, oh, it's, like it's, it's 90 seconds. I think. 90 seconds. It's way too, it's way too long. I think that should be like 45. Like it, it's one of those things that will wipe like half of more your, than half. Yeah. It's of, been like every time when I say half, play. I mean with like 45 people left, like it, like it'll, it'll do, it'll eliminate people way more. It's like when they used to put slime climb, you know, for like the second round, like that was unnecessary. So it, it is, it is pretty brutal. However, like uh, it's, all the maps are fun and i love the little bouncy jumpy platforms i i fucking love those those are so fun and satisfying to jump on and try to cross through it's they look like lily, lily pads yeah. yeah i would i would think that I, I think these are these are the least frustrating like levels for me like when i play them like it's not to say that they're like easy or anything but um i think they work really well like there's not like a whole lot of shenanigans like where i get frustrated with stuff um so, yeah, yeah, sure. check check that out, Bobby. Have you played it yet? The new season, no. Adam, no. have you played? Have you played it? No, I haven't booted oh, up. You guys didn't invite me when you played, so you know. Oh, we did. We absolutely oh, said like, go hop in there. Yeah, anybody we... hop in there? Jacks oh, even joined. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Can't help it if you don't want to read the you know Discord chats. Fine. <laughs> we'll probably play it again this Thursday, probably Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, I, I'm definitely hopping on Tuesday without a doubt. 
um cool well let's uh bring it to a close here talk a little bit like what we've been playing individually keep it semi-brief um for me it's disco elysium and persona 5 persona 5 i'm just kind of chipping away across that 65 hour mark with it uh you know um not really close to finishing but i'm okay with that still enjoying it disco elysium boy oh boy that final cut so i was like you know uh playstation networks down me fire up and i felt bad you know it was calling to me i'm like i got this free upgrade i bought this game for 40 bucks i never really like played more than an hour of it let me see and i i decided to restart it because like even though i had a a pretty good idea of like how it opened and stuff i I wanted to just get like the full experience with the the new update and the biggest change is that it has voiceover acting and um i can tell you like it immediately like just having that made a huge difference for me like whereas like i played the first hour and i was like yeah this is kind of neat like i was immediately like hooked um because there's a lot of dialogue that happens in this game and to have to just simply read it all like for the most part like prior like made me kind of i mean i'll be frank like maybe a little sleepy like um you know I'm, i'm playing it i just had like a big lunch the first day i ever turned this on and I'm having to read through like lines and lines and lines and lines of text, which I don't mind, but I just have to be in the mood for that. Whereas like this, it was, it's an immaculately acted like thing where like, there's actually really great voiceover. It's not just like thrown together. Like it's really, really solid. Um, and, uh, all, all the characters are really, really, uh, amazing and distinct. So, um, kudos to them. I think they really vastly improved, like, uh, just by adding that, that one change alone, and um, I think it's a fun game. There's no combat. It is an RPG where you're a detective, and it's it's basically D and D like conversation roles, right? Like so, think like rolling like uh, perception or um, insight or whatever. And like you do have physical checks and stuff, so there are physical stats, you know, to do certain things. Um, but yeah, it's essentially a, a, a murder mystery, and you are a detective who wakes up hungover in a in a fucking hotel, and you don't know why you're there and you quickly learn that you're supposed to have uh, been investigating like a murder and instead you've just been on like a five-day bender like and there's just a body that's bloated and like decomposing like it's still hanging out, from the tree it's yeah. still out back and everyone's kind of pissed at you and like <laughs> uh one of the best things is like it's humorous this game is funny as fuck like uh yes. like like your little internal monologue and like your interactions with people it gives you some really great dialogue options um that uh like we don't feel discouraged you know sometimes like when i'm playing like fallout or mass effect like there's a dialogue option that i think is funny but i'm like ah, i feel like i'm gonna ruin something if i choose this like i just go for it just go elysium dude i i roasted some little kid that was outside outside plugging her mom's bookshop i'm like <laughs> i was like i don't care I'm, my guy I just kind of imagine is like kind of a sarcastic dickhead i've been playing him like that so highly recommend um zach what have you been playing man uh, I've been pretty busy, so I haven't been playing too much. But what I have been playing, uh, me and my buddy were running through the Hive Busters DLC for Gears 5. Yeah, I love that, man. Uh, which is really, really good. This is your and, first time playing it? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. that's. Uh, I, we, I were gonna, that. we were going to play it before, but uh, we were playing uh, over Xbox Live, and I was on the Series X, and he was on the One X. So, like, I would boot into the game way, way quicker and, like, it doesn't make you wait and we're playing on insanity. So like it would load me in to where we died and it's just like a bunch of dudes coming at me while I just sit there and wait for him to load in and I would die and it would like repeat and like, we would never be able to like sync up. So he's got a series X now. And uh, so we're running through that. And then uh, that blood roots game that just came on game pass. I've been uh, 
um, having a lot of fun with just running in there and trying, you know, blow through levels as quick as you can um, with all the different weapons and everything. It's fun. That and uh, I've been dabbling in the bullet storm campaign. That really, I, uh, I, I beat it on 360 and, you know, I bought it one time when it was on sale for like five bucks and it's just been sitting there. So I finally, you know, jumped back in and it's just a a lot of over the fun over the fun over the top fun you know just nonsense um and yeah it's, it's really cool uh it's interesting to see that this is i think right after people can fly made gears judgment i think so they went from judgment to this and now you know they're big game with outriders so it's interesting to see how they're able to you know they pull off first person shooters and third, third person shooters pretty well yeah, I only ever played the demo for uh, Bulletstorm, but oh man, kicking dudes into cactuses is so, <laughs> so <much> good, fun. <laughs> man. When you see like, because you you get scored and they kind of like tie it in, like you get scores based on like how ridiculous you can kill people, and they actually tie the scoring and everything like into the campaign. You put this thing on, it's like oh, he's like this thing's like judging me and all that shit like that, and like. Yeah, and every time you you do something, and a big green thing will pop up new, and you're like, "Oh shit, I can start doing that kill now!" And like, it's just ridiculous, slow motion kicking people, and it's awesome. Very cool, right? Um, um, Adam, <laughs> uh, wh- what have you been uh, playing, my friend? I'm playing second fiddle to George and Road Company because he always has the most kills, and I try to get the second. <laughs> yeah, that's, how uh, it is. that's how I feel in Destiny, so don't worry. It is what it is. I'm not mad about it. We're getting Ws. No, the real thing I've been doing is, so I started playing Miles Morales again, uh, just because I enjoy the game a lot, and George was talking about it a little while ago because he just finished it. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I never beat the DLC for OG Spider-Man. So I've remastered on PS5, and I've been playing through the, was it City Never Sleeps, all those three DLC packs, and I'm at near the middle of the third one, so been having a good time finishing that game so i can uninstall it from the ps5 hard drive <laughs> how, are, how are you finding the the dlc it's pretty good i enjoy it i like the characters and stuff and it it brings me back to the for hope spider-man 2 they change because even in the dlc each piece of dlc is like oh do five random crimes in each borough i'm like God, please let's that's why i like miles because miles just like do one yeah <laughs> so i'm just like man but i do like the story and uh you know running around doing stuff and uh kind of reskinned areas and stuff like that so it's still good um i just hope that they fix that in the sequel is not give me 30 hundred random crimes to do that i have to do to complete the each borough but it's great it's gameplay is great um yuri longthal is great as spider-man all the suits are cool the new suits are fun so it's a great game i just want to finish it so i can uh as it's been sitting on my hard drive since i bought it and i was like i'll be i'll finish that and it's like oh, i'm close to the platinum i don't even care about platinums and i think i'm almost at it so we'll see nice bobby uh are you playing foxy land too or do you just you just like the background uh, you're muted, muted. <laughs> oh it it is a beautiful background and yes i have been playing it uh i did not beat it yet uh, i was on vacation and i had eye surgery and then they had the car accident so it's been a while since i played anything and the first thing i wanted to do with my new eye was look at foxy land too so I gave her a good checkout. Uh, so which many better things fun. you could do with your eyes. I look, hey, when it's a dollar, you could do a lot with a dollar. Uh, but also, I've been playing uh, Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe. This game right here, you can see the reviews; they're a little backwards, but it works. Uh, it it's uh, full motion video games. I love them. 
because it's just it's like watching a movie where you get to choose different things and they were a part of a different full motion video game um god i can't uh the uh shape shipping they shape shifting detective which is another detective game and disco elysium is also by the way uh and uh it it's a spin-off of that and it's just it's fun i love it they also have a game called uh five first dates where you yep. go on dates uh another game freaking fantastic Devecki Studios, they're awesome. I love them, and that's basically what I've been playing. I can't do baseball anymore until my eye heals because I can't really see the ball coming. So, see the not hitting many dingers. Uh, let's, yeah, let's say my strikeouts are pretty bad. Yeah, fair play. Uh, how about you, George? Um, yeah, I'll go over quick because uh, I got to run. But um, uh, yeah, I finished Miles Morales as well. Man, that game was good. It is better than the first one. I kind of wish I had played it sooner. I would have been fine paying 60 bucks for that kind of game length because I thought it was just fine. Uh, maybe an extra mission or two or whatever, but um, I liked it. Story was good. Yeah, that was just, it cut out all the filler, like you guys said. It, it's so much be- more fun to play, you know? And also, I think his powers are a lot cooler too, right? The Venom stuff is, Venom so, is much, so much better than Gadget. It's so much fun. Um, so... Really good game. Uh, definitely uh, wish I had played it sooner for sure. I know I gave it a lot of shit when they were charging for what they were charging. So definitely uh, got to eat a little bit of crow there. Um, like it, like with you guys been playing Rogue Company um, a good bit. That's been fun. And also I just started playing Scarlet Nexus. A buddy of mine gifted it to me for my birthday. Um, so I just started playing it this weekend. I'm maybe about three or four hours in. Kind of a cool game. Uh, it's a it's a it's a little bit hack and slash, but it has a lot of extra combat features, which make it a lot of fun. Um, it's like very anime style. The the enemies or monsters in the game, I still don't know what they're all about, but they're fucking weird. Like I was fighting a bouquet of flowers that has legs and heels, red heels. Uh, so like I said, very anime um, and stuff. So it's, it's it's very interesting. I love the combat. Um, the there's a lot of like it has voice acting but there's a lot of like um kind of like uh, if you think of fire emblem that it's just kind of talking like sound wise not a whole lot of cutscene stuff type you know um almost like comic style but they make it a lot more interactive and more in- intuitive it, like it looks better because it's almost like it slides in it phases in and out from that in actual motion so i think they do a better job of that um, but there is a lot of that. Like it's not a whole lot of cutscene and, and video and stuff, um, which is which is cool. But it seems fun. Um, I'm still very early into it. So, but the story seems pretty interesting. It's kind of wild. So, we'll see what happens. There's supposed to be two. There's two stories in the game. You can play as the the male character or female character, and they each have a completely different story uh, arc. So, you know, so you know, I don't know that I'll play both, but there's that. Anyways, I got to run because uh, who's ready? But I'll be back a little bit later. No worries. Yeah, we're going to wind it down on down here. Um, I, I will say, because I have also beat Maz Morales, uh, fuck that final traversal challenge. Oh, my God. In Central Park, that shit almost broke me. I think it took me like an hour and a half to, to do that um, challenge. Or it's not. It's just like go find. You do it in the order you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had the optimized order. It was just like. Yeah, man um there, there's like one little pavilion that like for some reason like he doesn't want to like there's no like zip point to it like you have to swing and like hit up on top of it and yeah it, it caused me trouble um it also just annoyed me to no end that you can't fucking turn off 
the stories. I'm like, oh my God, I've heard this story 15,000 times about you meeting your buddy, uh, you know, Harry Osborne for like, <laughs> like just stop, <laughs> you know? Yes, we know Aunt May had a moral compass. Um, but other than that, I, I did enjoy Miles Morales as well. That will bring us to the end of the show for the week. Um, I, she is not here, but I did promise a reveal for a new permanent cast member. Uh, so uh, she'll probably join us on the next episode. But everybody, uh, welcome Erica to the show. If, uh, if you've listened to the show for a while, you've heard her as a guest before, and you may have seen her assist with our uh, E3 coverage. Um, we thought it would be really cool to uh, add another uh, you know, member into our, our midst and uh, please give her a very warm uh, welcome next week when she, she joins the show. And that's all I got. Anybody have anything you want to plug before we, we go? Go Pats. Go Pats. Ugh. Ah. <laughs> Uh, I'll be doing uh, Rental Rush again, uh, hopefully this coming uh, weekend. So we're recording this on Sunday the 25th. So it would be uh, this coming weekend. I upgraded my audio equipment. I've got lavalier mics and a nice little mixer. And so I can record audio separately. That should hopefully alleviate some issues that we're running into. Um, So stay tuned on Twitter at uh, It's Waterman uh, for more information there. Uh, Pretty buoyant. Uh, we haven't decided. We want something kind of short so we can do some tweaks in between like recording sessions. We might do Death Store because I think that's supposed to be around like mm-hmm. six or seven hours. Everyone um, needs to play that apparently. Yeah, but it was a good opportunity where I was like, you know, um, I'll get enough hands-on impressions and it's, it's short enough for us to beat. But uh, we have not set that in stone yet. But it'll be something short-ish that we can probably do on a Friday and Saturday casually and have time to, to tweak stuff in between. Uh, until then, thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you next week. Bye. Later, fellas. Deuces. <laughs>